Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is James Migliaccio, a third-generation firefighter with 15 years of career and volunteer experience, currently a backstep with the City of Long Branch Fire Department in Jersey. James believes in hard work, training, not belittling one another, and that the job should and forever remain blue-collar. With that, I present Mr. James Migliaccio. What's up, guys? I'm uh, James Migliaccio. Uh, I'm a third-generation firefighter. I just hit uh, 15 years in the fire service a few months ago. Um, I did a handful of years as a volunteer uh, before being hired full-time. I currently work for the city of Long Branch, uh, which is in New Jersey. Um, So as cliche as it may sound, I'm sure... Uh, a lot of people say the same thing. I grew up in the fire service. Um, I am, like I said, a third generation fireman uh, in a family of uh, public servants. Uh, my mother recently retired uh, after I think 35 years uh, as a police dispatcher and 911 operator. Uh, she worked for the county that we live in uh, here, Monmouth County. Um, she uh, did a number of years, I think uh, almost 20 or 25 years uh, prior to going to Monmouth County. Uh, she worked for a, uh, a shore police department as a, a police dispatcher before she uh, became a 911 operator. Um, and my father uh, currently is in his uh, second term as the uh, county fire marshal here in Monmouth County. Um, He's been with the fire marshal's office, uh, I don't even know how many years now, probably mid to late 90s. Um, Prior to, uh, that's just his current position, but he's also retired um, as a uh, public works director for the city of Long Branch. Um, And prior to that, he's had many careers. Prior to that, he did uh, 25 to 30 years um, on, on the Garden State Parkway. Um, as a, uh, a safety uh, in the safety division. Um, so both of my parents uh, have a, a lifelong history of service uh, in both of their fields. Uh, my grandfather, um, who was the first uh, generation of a firefighter in our family, um, both my grandfather and my father were past chiefs um, of the West Long Branch Fire Department, which is a neighboring volunteer uh, department. Um, that's where I grew up and where I started volunteering. Um, my grandfather, uh, before his passing a few years ago, was the oldest uh, active member of the West Long Ridge Fire Department. Okay. Um, ever since I can remember, um, I was in the firehouse. Uh, I went to every single event, fundraiser. Uh, I was down there just to hang out. Uh, I used to hop on the rig a lot which I know is frowned upon nowadays. Uh, so I, I used to, uh, I used to take a lot of calls even at a, as a young kid. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time in the firehouse. Um, I only lived a, a few minutes away. So it was a, a quick walk to the firehouse or a drive. Um, so it definitely made it easy for me to spend time down there. Um, as I got older, 
uh, I ended up joining the, the fire company there. Um, I became a fire explorer, uh, as a lot of kids do uh, when they turn 15. Um, and uh, I went through the fire academy, went through the Monmouth County Fire Academy um, with uh, one of my best friends. Uh, we, uh, he, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, we, we grew up together. His name is Danny Malachi. Um, he, uh, he passed away a few years ago of ALS. Um, but, uh, we joined the, joined the firehouse together. We, we went to the academy together. Um, I, we literally have the, uh, our state ID numbers are one number apart. So okay. we're, we literally, uh, we're side by side through it. We, uh, we spent many hours at the firehouse, uh, that, that firehouse had a good, a good group of guys at the time. Uh, there was probably, I'd say 10 or 12 guys that were always at the firehouse. Any time of day you go, you go to the firehouse or somebody there. Um, so it was a great, great place to hang out. Um, the, uh, the call volume with that department wasn't a lot at the time when I was 18 years old, I, I thought it was a good amount, but, mm -hmm. uh, now being where I work, I know it's not, <laughs> um, they, uh, they did roughly, uh, 300 to 350 calls a year. Um, so we, we had a good shot of catching a run every day. Um, but, uh, the, uh, in, in West Long Branch, there's a, uh, a university in town, Monmouth university. So they, uh, the, the university kept us busy during the, during the school year. Um, so simultaneously, uh, as I joined West Long Branch, I joined the Long Branch fire department as a volunteer. Um, everybody in West Long Branch, that wanted to go to fires, they joined. They joined Long Branch because that's that's where it was to to join to to get some more experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I spent a number of years volunteering in both towns. Um, got a good good amount of experience. Um, I got my college degree uh, during that time. Um, I also did a short one year stint as a nine one one dispatcher for the county. Um, before I got the call for Long Branch. Um, so I got picked up in uh, 2015 in Long Branch, uh, full-time, did a quick stint during that time before uh, as a, a, a temporary employee. Uh, they, had a, they had a couple guys that were out on uh, injury. Um, so they, they did hire me as a, as a temp for a little bit, um, but uh, I got picked up full-time 2015 and I just uh, crossed my eight year or just about to cross my eight year anniversary there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about, a little bit about Long Branch? Like how many stations, uh, yeah. call volume, things like that? Yeah. So the, the city of Long Branch is a, a six square mile city. It's right on the Jersey Shore. Um, up until a few years ago, the city of Long Branch was only one of two full-time 24-7 career departments in the county. Um, as I said before, we're located in Monmouth County. Uh, Monmouth County is on the northernmost part of the Jersey Shore, right on the coast. We have uh, four miles of coastline. Um, the uh, I'll just give a quick background. The county of Monmouth is uh, roughly 650 square miles, I think it is. Um, with, uh, I heard the number thrown out recently, uh, almost three quarters of a million people, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit over. Um, 
the uh, the county is predominantly comprised of volunteer fire departments, um, but in more recent years, a bunch have been putting on uh, weekday staffing, and a couple have gone twenty four seven. But uh, like a good part of the country, uh, volunteerism is struggling in our area. Mm -hmm. um, so especially where I work, we have to take into account extended response times um, from certain companies, uh, as well as some companies not even making it out at all. Um, so in our city, uh, we have six personnel staffed uh, out of one house on two pieces of apparatus. Uh, we, we house an engine and a quint. Um, and uh, besides our career staffing, uh, we have nine, uh, now it's not as many, but we at one time had nine volunteer companies in the city um, on top of our uh, career house. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the volunteer companies are currently, they've been working on it for the past couple of years, currently consolidating. Um, I think they're down to three or four houses now. Um, but uh, the department runs just shy of 2,000 fire calls a year. Uh, we don't run EMS. Uh, EMS is provided by uh, a paid service um, within the city. Um, there is also a, a section of the city that has a volunteer EMS uh, squad. Uh, so we have have two squads that are that are within the city uh, that run the calls. Pretty sure EMS runs roughly. Uh, I want to say forty-five to five thousand calls a year. Oh. Um, yeah, so it gets very busy in the summertime, just like any short town. Um, so they, it definitely would be difficult for the fire department to uh, to be able to uh, be able to cover that uh, currently as as we are staffed. Mm -hmm. um, so the like I said, we run two thousand calls a year. Um, in our city, we have everything, a little bit of everything. We have uh, 20th century, early 20th century buildings. We have project areas. We have um, high-rise buildings, many high-rise buildings, uh, mid-rise buildings, a lot of private dwellings. Um, we also have two train stations in the city. Um, we have a hospital. Um, we have, like I said, four miles of coastline. Uh, there's a couple miles of riverway also um, on the north end. The Shrewsbury River uh, runs from Sandy Hook, uh, Sandy Hook Bay, back into into our area. So we have we have a, a good area of riverways that that are pretty busy. Um, and to the south end of, of the city, we have a, a good area, a large area called Elbron, which is a very wealthy area. Um, a lot of McMansions. Um, some some homes are upwards of 20, $30 million. Um, so we definitely have a little bit of everything in the city. The only thing we don't have is a highway or a freeway. Oh. Um, but uh, people do drive on our streets like it is a freeway. So <laughs> so we it, it, uh, it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, but uh, the construction in our city is, is unbelievable currently. Uh, you can't go... Uh, a block or two without seeing a building going up, um, okay. mainly their mid-rises and mixed occupancies that are going up currently. Uh, the city likes a lot of uh, residential over commercial, um, but uh, it's it's definitely nice to see the the growth 
that's continuing uh, throughout our city. Um, Population-wise, um, we, according to the 20, or whatever the last census was, uh, 2020 census, um, it had us just under 40,000 people, but the actual numbers are, are most likely more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had to give my opinion, it'd probably be 50 to 55,000 to be a little on the conservative side. We do have a lot of uh, undocumented immigrants. Um, so, and in the summertime, we have a lot of uh, vacationers or seasonal right. Right. Uh, that come in from, from New York City. Um, so the, the population swells significantly in the summer. Um, and we are a pretty well-known destination uh, beach town. Okay. Um, so on a, on a busy Sunday in the summer, the population could easily surpass a hundred thousand people. Okay. Um, it's, it ends up being gridlock uh, down the beachfront. Um, so we definitely stay busy. Um, there is plenty of pre-planning that we do, uh, every day with, with all the construction. Um, we definitely, we, we do see our fair share of fires and crashes, a lot of ocean rescues, um, but uh, we, as far as ocean rescues go, the uh, the city has has ocean rescue uh, division. They okay. they they man they man the beaches, but we're we're supplemental to them. Okay. So uh, we we do end up getting wet a lot. Um, but uh, the uh, it's definitely a, a different experience working there, uh, especially with our limited staffing and having only six guys on a on a tour. Um, our minimum staffing is five. So it, it does go even lower, um, but uh, we, we do rely heavily on mutual aid from our neighboring departments, um, as well as uh, off-duty off recalling of, of members. Um, our closest uh, career department um, is the city of Asbury Park, um, which is about 10, uh, 10 minutes south of us okay. um, with traffic. Um, we also have uh, Seabright, which is okay. two towns north of us on the coast. Um, they're a 100% volunteer department, um, but they're are pretty reliable currently. Um, they they get out the door quick. They have a, a, a they utilize a, a staffing model in their house where they they try to staff staff at least one apparatus every single day as much as they can. Um, so so it's nice to have them. Uh, as a nice reliable resource for us. Um, so with that said, on a uh, working fire, um, we're pretty much by ourselves for the first uh, five to 10 minutes. Um, so we definitely pride ourselves in being aggressive and proficient um, at uh, every job on the fire ground. Um, so I would not change anything for the world working for this department. I, I love it. Love the guys I work with, and um, uh, like everybody says, it's the best job in the world. Right, right, okay. Uh, so I, I take it, um, no battalion chief on duty when when you guys are on duty. No, we have volunteer chiefs. Okay. Um, there, uh, there's there's three volunteer chiefs for the for the department. Uh, we do have a uh, division commander in charge of in charge of our division. He works Monday through Friday, eight to four. Um, and he's pretty much our incident commander during the day. Okay. Um, so, well, outside of those hours, we, we get the volunteer chiefs, 
um, and and they're uh, they're in charge. But our, our division commander is pretty good. He any any work and fire, he he'll, he lives in the city. He he responds anyway. So okay, all right. So you're having um, you say your minimum staffing would be five. So I'm taking it three on the engine, two on the quint. So at when we're at five, we do uh, three on the quint and two on the engine. Oh, three on the quint. Yeah, because we we utilize the quint as our first line piece of apparatus. Uh, okay. Gets the front of the building. We stretch right off of the quint. Uh, the engine is primarily water supply. Um, so the while the quint is stretching, the the engine's bringing up the water supply, uh, just because of the unknown. We we don't know how long we're going to be there by ourselves. Okay. And uh, some some area the areas of the city are great. We have hydrants every two hundred feet, but in certain in other areas we we have a, an area that's over a thousand feet. So. Okay. Okay. So is it's definitely you could say you're having to do more with less, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, definitely more with less. Okay. And on on a on a working fire, how many how many departments do you get dispatched on on the on the initial box? So on the box, we we get uh, we'll get a truck from Asbury Park. Uh, current currently, um, it has changed recently because we're using reserve apparatus. We don't have the quint currently. Okay. Uh, we're running our our hundred foot uh, Seagrave stick with no no pump on it. So um, we bumped Asbury Park up on onto the box, um, and uh, when we do have the quint. Asbury comes in on on the second alarm, but on on a box, it's just a we just get a rapid intervention company, as well as our off duty recall. Okay, all right. So if it's anything good, we're we're transmitting the second. We get Asbury Park, we get Seabright, um, and a few of the other uh, surrounding agencies. Okay, all right. Uh, what would you say the culture is like within your department? So. In our department, the uh, we definitely pride ourselves in being having a strong training and uh, strong training culture in our okay. department. Um, we're a fairly young department. Um, when I got hired, there was a big retirement spree, um, so a majority of our department has less than twenty years on. Um, most of them being under 15 years. So being a younger group, we definitely have a big drive for training. Um, we have scheduled training five to six days out of the week from our training division. Um, then on top of that, each tour does more training mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. So most of the time we're training uh, one to two times a shift, uh, even if it's as simple as a tabletop discussion right. or breaking out the ropes and uh, practice and setting up and, and breaking down the equipment. Um, but we definitely do something every shift, if not more than once. Um, even outside of company company level training, uh, we have a strong commitment from our guys uh, to go to advanced and technician level training. So a lot of our guys are trained uh, to an advanced level. Um, so And also a lot of guys like attending conferences and lectures outside of work. So we definitely pride ourselves in in trying to be the best uh, possible at our job, um, and that is something that I've seen change since my volley time in Long Branch. Uh, it's definitely uh, a huge difference now with with our younger our our younger members. 
Um, and that pride that we have translates over into our uh, firefighters union. Um, our, our firefighters union uh, has a, a huge pride for giving back to our community mm -hmm. outside of work. Um, we run multiple fundraisers throughout the year. Our biggest one, which is coming up September 7th, um, is our annual cigar dinner fundraiser. That event attracts um, sometimes over 300 people, uh, usually close to 300 um, from across the state and even across the country. Um, a shout out to Axe Head Threads. They, they always support us. They come in from Indianapolis uh, each year and uh, they definitely show us some love. So the, the funds from, from our fundraisers go into a community trust account, uh, which is uh, dedicated solely to giving back to the citizens, businesses, and organizations within Long Branch. Um, and that account donates thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars each year back into our community, okay. uh, depending on, on, on the year. Um, since its inception, the trust, I want to say we just broke half a million dollars in donations back to the city. Um, so we're, we're definitely proud and uh, humbled to be able to uh, do what we do for our community and uh, on and off duty. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, and a, a lot of unions that I know always do some sort of whether it's like a coat drive, bike drive, something to give back during the holidays, things of that nature, back to school. But that's yeah. that's awesome to hear um, that, you know, you guys give back to the community and the amount of money raised so far. That's definitely, um, you know, a, a round of applause to to your union for that. Thank you. Um, so with that being said, uh, what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and loving this job? Uh, so the main thing that that I thought of when when I heard this question uh, is just seeing a difference being made in any aspect, okay. just making some sort of difference. Uh, like as I said before, as as cliche as it sounds, um, I, I feel that I have something uh, ingrained in my DNA that that's just the way I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, something ingrained just to, to make some sort of difference. Um, and if I can get an adrenaline rush while doing that, okay. make a difference in someone's life, then that's 100% going to keep me going. Um, that's just the way I am. And it's not for everybody, but there, there's plenty of people that, that feel the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as far as like positivity goes, um, there's always going to be uh, times in someone's career where positivity will struggle. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's going to be ups and downs with morale, um, but it definitely won't last forever. Um, you just got to keep thinking that in the back of your mind, like it's it's like a wave. It comes up and, and it comes down and there's always going to be waves. And you just got to remember that it's not going to last forever. And I mean, typically I see a struggle uh, in morale and positivity when there's a lull in fires, to be honest. Okay. I feel like going to fires is the greatest morale booster for a true fireman. Now so you're right. That's, you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, especially with, with, with fires being down in certain jurisdictions, it's, uh, yeah, I'd love to see like some somebody come up with a with a report or the the data, the science behind it. Because I I truly believe you're right. Because to me, it feels like depending on the size of your department, if you don't have enough fires, then certain rules or like station assignments come up. When it's like if we had more jobs, it'd be a different story. So I will it's, have to 100 percent agree with you on that. Yeah, it's the it's the boredom that that gets to everybody. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying like boredom as in like you're not doing anything, you're not training, but just like the boredom of not having those experiences and 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 going to something that gets your heart pumping and that that's what keeps us going. Right. Right. And to any of the any listeners who are listening that aren't firefighters, we're not like. I don't I don't want you to take what firemen say like wanting to go to fires is bad. It's 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 not that we want that to happen, but it's part of the job. It's the only way to get better at the job. You can't get better at this at this profession if you don't go to fires. Like you can simulate fires so much to a certain extent, but there's nothing like actually having a real deal fire. So most firemen know what you mean, but just in case somebody who's not Fireman, I don't want you to yeah. think like we're all a bunch of pyromaniacs yeah, I mean, <laughs> and stuff yeah, like we that. Don't, we, we definitely don't wish fires upon anybody. Right. But if they do happen, we want to be working. Right. Exactly. And that, you hear that across the board from most firemen. Yeah. If if we if you catch a job, you want it to be on your shift when you're working. Right. So, yeah. yeah nobody, I, nobody ever wishes destruction upon anybody, but it, it's bound to happen. And you just hope that you're the one that's that's going to that fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, I forgot to ask you, um, you, you guys, uh, your department solely runs fire calls. What happens like cardiac arrest or anything like that? Or just no, not at all. Unless, unless we're requested the, the extent of our medical is, uh, car accidents. Um, a lot of the times the, the city is so busy and the amb- ambulances can't keep up. We end up being on scene treating, um, or sometimes a good amount of time before an ambulance shows up, especially okay. on on uh, vehicle accidents. Okay. Okay. All right. I wanted to get that question out. Um, engine or truck, and why? Personally, I feel that the engine is the best position on the fire ground, um, especially the nozzleman. Okay. Um, that is what I believe is is the most exciting. Um, being right up close with the fire, um, being able to to be the one that said I put that out. Not that you don't want to brag, but a, a lot of guys would be like, "Oh, who was on the knob?" And you're sure, like, "Oh, sure. he he was on the knob," and yeah. it. Everybody's always asking who was on the knob, so. If they're asking that, they know that that's the best position on the fire ground. Okay, okay. So, so engine and on the nozzle. I mean, I just I always like hearing everybody's opinion because you know everyone's got opinions. Some truckies will be like, "Oh, the engine work, yeah, they don't do anything. We're the ones that you know, you know the the the, the banter back and forth that you get." So I, yeah. I just I just wanted to ask. Um, I mean, where 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 we work, it's very difficult to to be solely one or the other. Right. Um. Uh, we flip flop between between the engine and the quint, and it's our 
our tasks on the fire ground. Everybody does everything. Um, we kind of joke around. We're just between the two pieces of apparatus. We're just like a glorified, well-staffed engine company. Uh -huh. um, the, the, the ladder doesn't get put to use um, until um, another company arrives. Uh, the chauffeur will, will set it and, and put it up, but uh, the it, nothing gets opened up until another company arrives. Um, but we're, we're searching off the line. Um, we're, we're venting as we go if we need. And, and that's, that's how we operate within the first 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if, I, I look at it this way, not, not many places, unless you're like a big city or you just, you just have the manpower to do it. If you're on a quint, you, you're, you're really on an engine with a ladder on top. And yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to throw any shade on, on it. Cause I mean, I, I ride a Quint, but we, we try to perform like a truck company, but we have our own first due where we might not be able to do truck company responsibilities first, where we have to do engine work. So right. that's why I kind of like both aspects of it because I get to do, if I'm first due, there's a chance I can be on the nozzle, putting the fire out. And if we're second in or whatever the case may be, then I can go to work as a truck company. So I actually do like the Quint concept. If you're on a big metropolitan area where you're just do, where you just do trucky work, that's awesome. But I, I feel like there's a, there's an unspoken thing with being on a Quint where like people don't realize you kind of get the, the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we do get, get to do dedicated truck work, but it's not in our first due. Okay. Um, we if we go out of the city, um, and that's our assignment, then then we'll do dedicated truck truck work. Okay. But in our first due, we're we're our main priority is get that line in service, and and get in there and, and get water on the fire. Okay. All right. Uh, my next question for you is a uh, is one I've I've always wanted to know, so I'm looking forward to hearing this answer. How did BCF come about? And for those that don't know what I mean by BCF, I mean blue collar fireman. How did that whole thing come about? So I didn't mention it yet, but um, I should have mentioned it in the beginning. Um, no, and actually, the... I, I'm, I'm glad you did because, <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to when when your episode is getting ready to come out and I get ready to post it, I'm not even gonna mention anything about it. I'm just gonna let them go. Oh shit! Wait a minute. This is the blue collar guy. So go ahead, go. <laughs> So yeah, so Blue Collar Fireman uh, is um, the, the founder and creator of the page. Um, I, I created it back in 2018. Uh, it was originally just for fun, um, just to post cool pictures, not thinking anything of it. Um, I was posting pretty infrequently on it. I, I went a good good period of that year, uh, probably six months without posting at all. Um, then I, I started as I was scrolling on my personal page. Um, it was always around, but I just started started to get to me it was all the the keyboard warrior bullshit that was mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. social media. Yeah, and I, it, it for some reason it just like bothered me to where I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm just like, uh, let me let me see if I can utilize this page and and start posting and highlighting the guys that are actually doing the job. Um, and the guys that are here for the right reasons, the true blue collar firemen, um, the ones that that want the hardest job on the fire ground, 
um, and, and the guys that are just getting down, getting dirty. And after I started posting that content, I would I'd find pictures and videos of, of just guys that were, were were doing the job and and just took off from there. Um, it, it grew so rapidly, I I almost didn't know what to do. I was just like, I have no idea what to do with this. I'm just going to keep posting every single day, which I did. And anybody that wants to create a page, that's the key. Post every single day um, and find find good content to post. Um, but uh, after I hit uh, six or 7,000 followers, um, I started to get a lot of DMs from guys that were like, oh, you should make a shirt. You should make a hat. We need some flags. So I'm just like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about apparel. I don't know. Okay. I don't know where to start. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll give it a shot. So I started off with a, a few pieces of merch and just snowballed from there. And, and now we're, we've got, got a pretty good catalog, I'd say uh, right. today. Right. Um, and it just keeps growing and growing because guys want more and more. Um, so I, I never expected this uh, page to turn into a brand, so-called, um, uh, or even a company. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I just was posting for fun at first, and I was like, let me just see see what we can do with this. And uh, it just really took me by surprise at at something like this was actually needed, right? And um, the amount of people that that message me saying like thank you this is this is exactly what the fire service needed and i was just like like in awe like all right, i guess i guess i'll just keep going but i now now i have a mission and uh the the mission is keeps evolving and and the we we want to promote the the blue collar um culture and passion of the job um and if we can make a positive impact on the fire service in in some way um then we're 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 happy it's it it's just making a difference in even the tiniest way no I, absolutely i mean it, it shows because i mean all right so you, and i know i agree with you we get tired of the keyboard warriors who post and talk a lot of shit, but don't even know exactly what's going on, the context behind the footage, the context behind the pictures. Cause that that's how this, this how this world is right now. Nobody wants to get, they see a snippet of something. They don't get the background story and you know, it, it, it flies from there, but mm -hmm. you've definitely done something because I, I pulled it up right now. Instagram, you have damn near 70,000 followers and Facebook. You have, 12,000 followers. So yeah. yeah. And those, those who are on TikTok were just about to break a hundred thousand. Okay. I don't have TikTok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of people of don't things. have TikTok and, and that's, that's one of the, the uh, biggest, um, uh, I don't know how to word it, but that that's where the most keyboard warrior uh, oh, I'm sure. shit goes down is on TikTok. I'm and sure. you just have to, to ignore it. The, I, I've learned, over the years after a few instances that uh, you just got to ignore it. And uh, I'll get into that with, with uh, one of your other questions. Okay. Um, so like, all right, you, you had this idea, you came up with it. 
it started snowballing, taking off. Uh, do you do your own graphics work? Cause like, you know, some of them you have like, uh, the image of a skull, like, like, you know, a skull type fireman and stuff, or like, so do you have somebody that you can go, Hey, I have this, or I'm, I had this idea or do all the ideas just come from you? So the, the design ideas, majority of them come from me. Okay. Uh, I'm not an artist. Um, I'm pretty good with, uh, like graphic design, but I can't draw for shit. Okay. So I, <laughs> I hire artists. I try to keep it within the fire service, uh, hire firemen that are oh, artists. Nice. nice. Um, I, I did a few designs where I hired somebody from online that wasn't a fireman and it was very difficult to try to convey what I wanted uh -huh. to them, um, which is understandable. Um, and the designs that I got back from them, uh, were not some of them I never even used. Mm -hmm. Um, but I try to try to hire firemen that are artists and keep it within the fire service, supporting, supporting small businesses, um, which is another passion of mine. Um, and, uh, they, I, I utilize those designs. I have a pretty good catalog of, of ideas that aren't yet, uh, uh made, um, but, so there's definitely plenty of more stuff coming out. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> for sure. I like spending my, my little bit of cash flow on uh, hats and apparel and things like that. So yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what else you have on the catalog. Um, with that being said, can I ask you, what does blue collar mean to you specifically? Blue collar means the, those who, get down and dirty um, for the job. The ones that actually um, put their hands in and, and are the ones doing the work, not the ones that are um, standing on the sidelines watching somebody else do the work. The, the blue collar is, it goes back to where the where blue collar roots started back in the day. Um, the job is, has always been blue collar. It'll always be blue collar. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to preserve that and and keep that culture within us. I like it. I like it because you know, uh, it, it, you're everything you just said is right. It's to me, it's it's down, it's dirty, it's gritty. This job is hard. You're gonna have to sweat. You might have to bleed a little. Um, and it, it's it, it's it's a job where I feel like certain parts of the of the country are trying to turn it where it's like a desk job in a way, but it's not like we mm -hmm. don't do office work. I mean, at times if you're an officer and you got like paperwork, you have to do yes. But the majority of our job is getting dirty. It's not about making sure, Oh, you can't, if, if he's wearing pants, you can't wear shorts. You got to wear the same shirt. Like when people dial 911, they could give two shits less of what you're wearing as long as you're here to help them. So right. I love your message. When I, when it came out, I was like, I, I like I like the term because me growing up, I've had many jobs, many different jobs. I didn't, I didn't just go straight into the fire service and my parents worked hard. I watched them work hard. If you want something, you have to earn it and you have to work hard to get it. So 
that's why when like your stuff came out, I was I was sold. You know, my wife's like, mm-hmm. uh, this is like your third order. And like, I'm like, hey, hey, listen, listen, I don't I don't give you crap about spending money here. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some stuff over here. But you know, we, yeah. we have the balance. But um yeah, I just love what what your whole brand means. And I'm mm-hmm. sure lots of firemen do for sure. Yeah. You know, I definitely get a lot of a lot of messages on the side. Um just telling me to to keep doing what we're doing and it's def- it definitely feels good when you get those messages absolutely i'm sure absolutely um so my next question what are your ultimate goals whether it's short term or long term um so i can i'll give you my personal goals and then i'll give you goals for the business okay um so personally um i'd like to become a, a company officer um i'd like to get into teaching um, I recently got, got my instructor certification. Um, I'd like to, to start doing that more, um, cause I've noticed, uh, within the last couple of years with our new hires, um, especially on my, my shift that we have, uh, three out of the six of us, uh, were hired less than three years ago. Um, right. so I feel I've noticed that they come to me with a lot of questions and uh, want to learn my opinion on things. Um, and I feel like when when I try to teach them something, um, it, it keeps my mind sharp. Um, it keeps me thinking critically. So I feel like when when someone is not passing along knowledge and experience to younger firemen, um, it actually it, it's doing a disservice to them because it's not uh, 1995 anymore and nobody's going, or most, most of us are not going to a fire every shift or every week. Um, and it takes a, lo- a lot longer to gain that firsthand experience that our, our senior men got back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so as my career evolves and experiences that I get, um, I, I feel like it's, it's something that I need to pass on to, to the younger guys. Um, but mainly it it definitely keeps my mind sharp, keeps me thinking like a lot of things you do forget. And then when somebody asks you a question, you're like, oh, let me think about that for a second. And then they're like, oh, and, and you, you, it it keeps you, keeps your brain going. Yeah. And it keeps everything always, it keeps it on the front of your mind. Okay. So with you and congratulations on getting your instructor certification, uh, with that being said, what is, what's your niche? What do you like to teach? Um, personally, I, I really, I like stretching hand lines, yeah. um, and uh, getting, getting down and, and, and getting those lines stretched and, and advancing them. Um, I, I feel like that is something that I, I like to work on. I like to learn every little aspect about stretching hand lines. Like I learned something the other day, listening to Lieutenant Klett on our, um, our last zoom class that we held, okay. um, about stretching a hand line, uh, over uh, a chain link fence and not doing that because as soon as you open that line, the, the hand line is going to kink and it's going to kink so significantly that you're going to almost lose, uh, all your water pressure. So I, I never actually knew that I knew you used to, kick a hole in the fence but chain link fences 
do not go over chain link fences. Um, uh, I, that's something that, that I learned and now I'm, it's on my mind and I'm going to hopefully pass it on, which I've been doing at work. Okay. Awesome. I like it. I mean, that's, and that's the thing too, you know, stretching a hand line, that is a basic company function. Like there's nothing wrong with getting really good bread and butter tactics on stretching a hand line, throwing a ladder, mask up drills, doing everything with your gloves. So no, I love it. I love it. That, that's, that's great. Stretching a line is something that happens at every single fire. Right. So right. You, you need to, you need to be good at that or, or else the, the fire is going to go very wrong. Right. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. With that, with that being said also, what kind of lines are on your trucks? Do you have uh I always like to hear is it Minuteman, uh flat load, triple load? Yeah, we have we have uh flat load pre-connects. Um then we have uh some bulk uh bulk beds off the rear. Okay. Um but we don't we don't have the Minutemans or any of the other named uh right. packs. Um but we, we do straight flat loads, um two hundred foot pre-connects. Um and uh and we have plenty of hose on the rear for, for longer stretches. Okay. And that works for your jurisdiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Works very right. well. So, so I like to hear, cause you know, too many departments are, 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 are trying to fit the trend or the fad that's going on where they're like, Hey, we're going to use this, the Scorpion load or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There's and a new then, name and, every week. Yeah. And it's like, and it may not work for your jurisdiction, but it works for that, you know, that area. So I like, you know, Cause I was, yeah, it doesn't mean to... you can't, yeah, it doesn't mean you can't try it, but right. you gotta, you gotta, you will try it and experience and see, and see how it works out. If it doesn't work out there, you, there's always the flat load you can go back to. Right. Right. Take it, flip it and go. I mean, yeah. that, that that's what I was raised on the flat load. And then all of a sudden yep. it was this load, like you said, you know, a different load every week. And you're like, okay, I think we're trying to overcomplicate the fire service. Keep right. it simple. But so I like it. I like it. Um, yep. As far as your business goals, yeah. So with the business, uh, I'd like to continue to get more into a training. Um, we started our uh, Zoom classes, which we hold for our subscribers um, on Instagram. You can you can subscribe. There's a, a subscribe button right on our profile page. Um, it's a few dollars a month. Um, you get uh, one training class a month. We hold it on Zoom. Uh, typically between an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Um, so for a few dollars a month, you can get a, a class every single month, um, if not more. And on top of that subscription, um, you get uh, we give discounts on our merchandise. We give unreleased exclusive merchandise to, to the subscribers. They get early access to stuff. Um, I started a series where I'm posting um, uncut, uh, GoPro and helmet cam footage, because um, in my opinion, um, some of the stuff that gets posted cuts out the stuff that we need to see. Mm-hmm. We right. need to see the mistakes. We need to see the difference in tactics. We need to learn from your your mistakes and your successes. And when you, you get that nice hype video with with cut cuts from different angles and all sorts of stuff, it looks cool. The song's nice. But we need to see the the uncut raw footage so we can learn from it. Nobody's going to, we shouldn't be bashing each other over mistakes that are made. Um, take those mistakes and learn from them yourself. You don't even have to say anything to them. Just keep it in your head. And if you have a question, you can ask. 
but keep it in your head and, and use that to make yourself better. No, I like so that's it. what we're doing. That's what we're doing with, with the, the subscription service um, and training. I'd like to hold more in-person training opportunities. Uh, we did one last year with uh, Mickey Farrell from Top Floor Tactics. He came down to the, to the Jersey Shore. We held a, a class. Uh, 60 people showed up. Uh, it was a nice fundraiser. We raised money for, for my friend Danny Malachi that I, that I mentioned earlier. Um, raised, raised a good amount of money for ALS. Um, so I'd like to start doing more uh, in-person training, continue the, the Zoom trainings. Um, I, I feel the Zoom trainings are good because we can pull instructors from all over the country, um, guys that people, some people have never even heard of, even branch out from the big names, get guys, guys in there from, from all over. And then anyone from all over the country can join in and they don't have to worry about traveling. A lot of people can't travel to these conferences. It, it takes a lot. And if you can get something every single month in, in, in your, uh, in your house, sitting on your computer for a couple hours or in the firehouse, um, I, I feel like that's a, a great benefit to, to the fire service. So that's, that's the, one of the biggest goals for, for the business. Um, I'd like to get into more charitable stuff, um, utilizing, utilizing this, uh, this following and, and community that, that was built to, to give back charitably. Um, I think if I didn't do that, that, that would be another disservice. So you utilize utilize what's built and and try to to raise money for good causes, give back to firemen, their families, uh, uh, first responder-owned businesses. Um, so I'd like to to get into more charitable work, which is already in motion. I've I've been working on some paperwork for that, um, and it's coming along slowly but surely. So those are the two biggest goals for the business in the, in the near future. Yeah. Uh, both very admirable goals. The first one, you want to be company officer. I mean, kudos to you. Uh, not everybody wants to do that. Um, you know, I think everybody has a place in the fire service. You know, some people might not want to be a company officer, but they want to be like a, 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 in a driver's position. And, and some people just want to be straight up firemen for the rest of their careers. Then some have aspirations of battalion chief, deputy chief, you know, all the way up to fire chief. So, that's great. But as far as the business side, man, that's really good because you're right. Not a lot of people can afford to go to these conferences because some of these conferences are, you know, a state or two away. And so they have to do, you have to pay for gas and you have to pay for uh, a lodging. And I mean, it's all, it's all beneficial, but not everybody, especially in this day and time can afford to do that. So I like what you're doing there where all you have to do, you pay your five bucks a month subscription get a zoom account it's not that much and yeah the cost yeah, free. Doing... you can you can watch it for free you don't even need need a okay. zoom account. i think with with large you can you just type in the meeting code and, and hop on you know you okay don't need to pay. okay and there but, you go yeah, so, so... it makes it readily accessible to to anybody that wants wants in on it and we can have as many people as we want in the zoom in the zoom meetings i can keep up in the the subscription that i'm paying for i can keep up in that as much as as much as uh, is needed. Mm -hmm. um, and right now we've been averaging at least 50 people in every, every class. Um, but I like to see, I'd like to see more people join in. Um, it, it definitely helps keep the subscription going. Um, the, the, the money that, that goes towards the subscription solely keeps us able to 
hire these instructors and, and keep doing those, those types of things um, on that end. Okay. So it, it's, it's not, not meant to be a, a moneymaker breaking the bank. It's, it's something just to, to be able to provide something back to the guys. No, that's awesome. Cause you know, you have the keyboard warriors be like, Oh, he's just doing this to get rich. Oh, I got to subscribe five bucks, yeah. you know, things like that of that nature. But, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. I hate when I have it. I was going to say something. Oh, got it. As far as the videos. Yes, the videos, social media always shows, because the person that's uploading it, if, if they're the proprietary or proprietor of it, they can uh, edit what they want to show and whatnot. But like truly in this job, you have to show the mistakes because listen, shit's going to happen. Shit, you're, you know what I mean? Like as long as you can rebound off of it and try not to do it again, that's the biggest takeaway. Like, so yesterday we were training on ladders and we were out there. So yesterday for us, uh, at one point it was in the triple digits with the humidity and me and my fireman and my captain were out there getting our reps in. And when I went to throw the 28, I was, I was, I was gassed a little bit. It was, it was hot. We were out there for a while. And so I dropped it the first time, like, no big deal. My rookie fireman sees it, and I'm like, "Hey, this is what fatigue does to you. You gotta, you can't let it get to you. You gotta rebound and throw it right back up. And the next set, I got it back up. But what I'm trying to tell people is, it's okay to fail. Like you want to fail at training. That way, you can get really good at it when it's game day. You don't have to worry about that. And so many people, especially with social media, it's the allure of, oh, I, I need to show everything perfect. No, you need to, if you're, if you're really humble and okay with it, you're going to show your faults on it. And so I like that you have that on there. And I also like the fact that you've hit on what your subscription fee brings to me, that zoom chat or the zoom link and the classes that you're holding, man, that's big. That's like super big for people that can't travel where they can hop on at night in the evening or, or they're at the firehouse get some knowledge from different instructors, man. Like, like seriously, I applaud you for that. That is awesome. That is really awesome. Thank you. And with the, with the zoom classes, we do record them. So anybody that subscribes and can't make it live, um, we provide the the link to them so they can watch it afterwards. Nice. Or keep it in their, keep it in their, their files and, and they can go back and watch it again. And hopefully we can build a nice catalog of, of online training material that people can use as references. Awesome. Awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause too many people think, you know, everyone's out there for a money scheme. Why do you need to charge this? Because at some point you need to charge for some things to get instructors. Cause you know, most of these instructors are not going to do it pro bono. You know, you're asking them for, you know, to take time out of their schedule. So, I mean, in this world, man, it's give and take, you, you can't expect everything for free. So like I said, right. I, I applaud you, man. I hope that everyone listening now, maybe your subscriber numbers will jump up even more because they're like, oh shit, I didn't, I just thought, you know, it was for whatever, like stickers or some shit like that, but mm -hmm. you're actually getting some content behind it. So awesome. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank? Uh, so I thought about this one for a little bit and the first thing that came to mind was uh, being humble. Um, then the second thing that came to mind was being a good listener. And the third that came to mind to me was uh, having a strong work ethic. 
Um, I think being humble uh, keeps you in the right mindset. Um, it keeps you grounded. Um, we have to uh, remember that we do this job for them. It's not for us. Um, we we swore to to you took an oath to protect life and property. Um, you know the risks that come with the job. Um, so just keeping keeping yourself humble. Um, being a good listener um, is key, along with having a strong worth work ethic. If you don't have either of those qualities, you're most likely going to have a hard time in the fire service. Um, I, I know from my personal experience, just seeing people that aren't good listeners, um, they tend to struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that, that would be my, my opinion on, on if I had to pick three qualities, um, I, I would pick those three. Okay. And they're all really good qualities. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, the, the saying goes, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason, you know, to listen twice. Uh, yeah. So I I 100% agree with that because, you know, it's uh, firemen have a uh, uh, an ego. Not, I don't want to say an ego problem, but like when you get certain egos in the room, like, you know, if you get one company that walks in, another company that walks in, you kind of see like, okay the ego of this individual or whatnot, but mm -hmm. it's, it's yes. If you can remain humble in this job, I think humility can go a long way for sure in, in your mm -hmm. career, whether it's professional or, or volunteer status, because you can always yeah. learn something. Somebody has some, everyone has something they could bring to the table. It, and to me, it doesn't matter whether you've got, you're on your second week or 20 years, the new person who takes an account the information might have something that you never thought of. And, you know, instead of shutting them up or not, Hey, you haven't earned your, your place here, keep your mouth shut. And sometimes the, those guys and girls can bring, can bring some stuff to the table. Yeah. It's not going to kill you to, to listen to somebody. Right. It, it, it takes nothing out of you to listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what would you say to a, hungry eager motivated firefighter who feels like they're surrounded by a either by a non-complacent culture or crew this is probably the hardest question that you you give everybody i think um it, <laughs> uh, it, it takes a lot of a lot of thinking to to figure out a solution to this right um uh, i don't even know if there is a solution but this this is what i would do um, if I was in that situation, um, the first the first thing that I would do is uh, try my best every single day to push that the right culture. Um, it may be extremely hard in some cases, um, but just you got to keep pushing. You got to be an example for other members um, of your department. Uh, show them that you're motivated. Make that known. Show them that you're not complacent. Um, even if you're out there by yourself throwing ladders or in the bay, uh, mask practice and masking up, um, just don't um, cave in and uh, say, ah, we're not motivated. Why motivated? Why should I be? Um, so you just can't. You just got to keep showing that motivation. It may end up sparking something, mm -hmm. and you, you never know. It, it could work, and, and it's not. Good. You got to just keep trying. Um, if and if that doesn't work. 
Um, there is that that worst worst case scenario where you it, it just not working at all. You tried, um, and it, it may be the the hardest thing that you do, but there is an there's always an option to to move to a, a new department. Absolutely, um, there are plenty plenty of other departments out there that that have a a great strong um, motivated um, work ethic and and culture and it it might might be your only move at, at that point but it is an option it, it, you're not always stuck yeah yeah you're not and you know uh you know the saying there's also a saying i've heard and it I, to me it's true uh tough times don't last tough people do and nothing lasts forever so if you're in a rut in a department or if you don't agree with the way your department's heading i mean to a certain extent if, if, take it as as much as you can but if you see no light at the end of the tunnel then by all means go find another place i mean plenty of places are hiring right now i mean there is mm-hmm. there is so many you know organizations looking to hire due to retirements or just people not wanting to do this type of job anymore so you know mm-hmm. don't keep yourself in, in, in a bubble and I also want to add, if you are to that point where you're looking to leave, if if that's what you want to do, do it. Stand on your own two feet and your own principles. Don't let anybody else say, oh, you know, you're a traitor or you're leaving us, you're a quitter. If the organization isn't for you, obviously, number one, if you have people that are saying that to you, that's that's just not the right organization for you in the first place. Because most firemen want to see people succeed, whether that's with in their department or another department. Now, granted, we love seeing good people leave, but me being hindsight 2020, what's going on in the world, if if that's what you have to do for your family and number one for yourself, then go ahead and do it. Shut mm-hmm. these people up. Don't let these mutts bring you down. Like keep moving forward. Yep. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, there, you can't put a, a price on your, your mental health. You, you have to, if you're not, not happy and you've tried your best to to get the most out of it and and, and make make a change and it doesn't work then you, you have to move on absolutely and there's nothing wrong with moving on that's 100 percent factual right there mm-hmm. uh last question for you in your opinion what do you think the american fire service can improve on at least one thing this is the one i was waiting for awesome let's go <laughs> this this is the easiest question and it makes me sick to my stomach sometimes but the social media negativity and i see it every single day um with with my my accounts it it it's just sickening sometimes that that we talk to each other the way we do Mm -hmm. um we should not be tearing each other apart on social media um the trolls on social media they're not a part of the brotherhood they're plain and simple they're they're not uh, a, a true brother would not bash another fireman, especially publicly. Right. We, we just don't do that. Um, if you have, there's nothing wrong with having your uh, own opinion um, and trying to provide constructive criticism, trying to make somebody else better, but don't just publicly bash them with blanket statements. Uh, you can easily tell um, on social media who is bashing and who is trying to better someone. Yeah, you just look at the wording of, of what they're saying and you could tell immediately what what their their motive is behind that comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really care enough, you can engage in a private dialogue with somebody. You don't have to do it publicly. Slide into somebody's DMs and say, hey, 
can I can we talk about this? I, I I might have some things that that can help you, or and you can go back and forth in 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 your DMs privately, and try to provide constructive criticism that way. Um, that's that's the right thing to do. It's not the bickering um, back and forth in the comment section. That doesn't make you look good, and it doesn't make your department look good at all. Um, that that is I've learned um, over the last couple of years. Um, somebody said this to me recently. I I have uh, some ideas for a new design coming out. Um, but kill the trolls with silence. If you right. ignore them, yeah, it will usually stop right there. They want you to engage. If you engage with them. I could picture it right now. They're sitting there cracking a beer can open, pulling that hot pocket out of the microwave, saying it's game time. Yep. If you ignore them, there's nothing for them to say. So that's it. You're, they're not here for the right reasons. Absolutely. So it, if you just ignore them and they keep going and going and going, they're just making themselves look, look like an idiot. But when you go back and forth and back and forth in the comment section – that's when you both kind of look look pretty bad. Yeah. So either take it privately or don't say anything at all. I learned just to ignore it and it usually resolves itself. No, facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and here's the thing with trolls. I'm gonna say eight times out of ten, they're using a dummy account or a blanket profile picture where it's it, you know what I mean? Like they're they're hiding who they really are. Now, two times out of 10, you do have an actual individual who is bold enough to sh have their real name, sometimes where they even work. But those two mm -hmm. times out of 10 people, they're bold because if they're writing like some true dumb shit, all it takes is for somebody to go, oh, that, okay, that's how, I don't know, let's just say this guy's name's Tom. Oh, that's how Tom feels. Let me see. Oh, Tom actually puts where he works at. Huh, mm -hmm. Let me see if his fire chief would like this. And then yeah. you're caught. And then you're an asshole. So yeah. people need to realize a lot of these trolls, man, they're using dummy accounts, fake profiles, and they just want to get a rise, like you said, out of people to, to get this bickering back and forth. And one thing I've noticed, uh, and I, I I know of anyone that's listening, I say this all the time. I take it back to the good old department in PG number 33, where when they post something, there's always going to be a comment or something like, Oh, I'm surprised the truck got there. It didn't get upside down or some dumb shit like that, because that's all fucking people want to do. And you notice whoever, whoever is in control of the, the, the page, they never respond because it's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like mm -hmm. be an adult. And that that's the thing. You're not an adult. Most of these trolls live in a basement or live in a one studio bedroom apartment with nothing to do but eating chips and fucking drinking Kool-Aid or whatever the fuck that they do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't engage at all with these individuals. Yeah. There's 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 nothing to say to them. They're just looking to get a rise out of people. Yep. Yeah. And to go to go back to the 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 accounts that are not even real accounts. Um, I have an example from yesterday that um I thought was pretty interesting. I so like you said, sometimes they say where they work and what company they're in. And like yesterday I had somebody on, on TikTok and uh, I wasn't going to respond, but they were just telling me like, oh, you're going to lose your credibility for, for, uh, for um, uh, sharing this and, and pushing this, this uh, video that I had posted. Um, 
but I didn't respond. So a couple of people responded to him saying, oh, the last thing they're worried about is their credibility, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I go to his page. I'm not going to respond, but I'm just snooping around just to see, oh, where, what's this guy's deal? So I look, it says his company, says where he started, says the year he started, says what <laughs> department he works for, everything but his name. Uh-huh. So then I'm like, oh. Oh, he's, he's in, he's in that company. I'm not going to say which department or company, but, Uh oh, he's in that company. I know about a dozen people that work for that department. And I know three people that are in that company. So I was like, I, I called a a few of my buddies from that company. Like, send me, send me a screenshot. We'll see if anybody knows who it is. Sure enough, nobody had any idea who it was in that company. Um, I mean, still could have been somebody, but could, this guy could be phony altogether. Right might not even be a member of that company right and and these guys are like yeah the 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 third battalion this this is an area where we're extremely aggressive and we would never ever say anything about not making uh an aggressive attack on a fire which this guy was advocating the opposite right so it's just it goes it, it shows you that some people might be phony altogether they might not be but you just got to ignore them. Like I, I was just calling my buddies on the side just to say, Hey, uh, what's the deal with this guy? But they had no idea who it was. Mm-hmm. And I just left it at that. I, I never responded to him. Don't plan on responding. I just, I let those comments go and I just keep, keep posting and, and, and keep moving on. Yeah. No, I mean, that's all you can do. And especially nowadays, you know, 2023, man, it's, it's, it's like the new, that's the way our society is. Nobody wants to talk to each other anymore. Everybody, if you do any conversation, it's over comments and, you know, what happened to the good old fashioned days is just like sitting down and, and just talking to individuals. And don't get me wrong. I, I kind of find myself sometimes doing it and I'm like, all right, what the hell am I doing? Like, um we went out to a restaurant me and my wife and, and my daughter one time and like I, I just looked around real quick and like it was a i don't know if they were a husband and wife but it was a male and a female um kind of older but the guy's just kind of watching the tv and the woman's just like straight up on her phone just like scrolling and i'm like mm-hmm. nobody's talking anymore that's like a, what's the point what's the point of going out to eat if you're just going to sit there and do your own thing yeah i mean it's just it's, you it's, could do that at home it's just crazy the way this society is nowadays man uh some things need to come back like conversations with people mm. genuinely listening to people everyone has an opinion but be receptive to it listen digest it and then form your own thoughts and opinions and then talk back but anyway that that could be a whole nother episode but yeah. um is there anything else you want to get out there for, for anyone listening? Any, uh, I don't know. I call shameless plugs. I mean, now everybody knows who you are, so I'm sure they're going to be like yeah. searching your name. Like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah. I want to see what he looks like. So I don't know if you had anything else to say or anything. I mean, we're, we're definitely not stopping. We're going to keep going. Blue collar fireman is just going to get better and better. Um, we have a lot of things planned for the future. Um, some things, some of my ideas are a little outlandish and, most likely are possible, but uh, I I do have a lot of ideas where for where to take this. Um, so keep staying tuned. We're gonna we're gonna keep going and and try to make make something uh, better for the fire service. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, 
I know my credit card appreciates it sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's why you work. That's why you work. So you can kind yeah. of enjoy things. One life to live. But uh, I'm guilty now, for that as well. <laughs> but no, seriously, James, uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Um, I appreciate you accepting the invitation, coming on. Um, this was this was great. I, I loved hearing what your uh, additional fee, you know, for your sub- subscription actually does. Um, I truly think that'll benefit the fire service in a long way, man. Um, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. It's been an honor, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, pal. Be safe. All right. Thanks. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, Regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.